You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. It's great. This is a podcast that is not about World War I history. Fact. This is 9to5 Entertainment System. What do we talk about, boys? World War One. No. <laughs> uh, shitting your own pants. Uh, we talk about. That's how we started. That's the how show. we kicked that's it off. That's how we kicked it off, man. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, we talk about the television show Fargo, and then True Detective. Uh, we talk about the nominees for the best animated feature of the year: Big Hero Six, The Fantastic Four Three. That's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> and Hackers. It's a reboot. Yeah. Fantastic Four One again. Then we talk about the brand new uh, Stephen King's It uh, film that's going to be happening. We talk about Under the Dome, The Walking Dead comics, Billy Bob Thornton versus Negan. We talk about um, Transparent with Jeffrey Tambor and Marco Polo, the TV show, and George R.R. Martin shenaniganry. Shenanigans! All that and more. Why would lifting get you shit in your pants? pants. I'm not the one to ask. We're recording, so let's (laughs) stop talking about people who may or may not have shit in their pants right now. People named I feel like if we turned to the internet, we would get videos of people shitting their pants while lifting. Probably. I feel like I I may have even seen that. Oh, I guarantee you it's happened. Like, for sure. Like, you're (laughs) trying to, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're squeezing. Wait, is that sound me lifting something (laughs) or squeezing something out? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. In my pants. Nine to five entertainment system. How Hello to all our listeners and their parents. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who's this has been a while since we've done a nine S. Last time was has me and John. And then oh, yeah. and then the other time was the year, end the year in review. But yeah, that's a straight nine S. It's been a while, while. Like one episode. <laughs> no. Since it's been more than two of us, it's been over a month. It was like Also we record didn't us. we record that one early because of the Christmas break? Mm, yes. No. 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 No, these guys just bailed. They just bailed. Anyway, whatever. Everything's okay. So, uh, at the, at the year-end episode, we talked about the best TV show of the year, which was obviously True Detective. And Correct. then the, the and then I was like, you know, I, I feel like I, it had been like eight months or something since I watched the series or whatever, since it like came out. Yeah. And then I was Pro- like, probably. I wonder if it stood up. Like, is it still good? On the so re-watch? I rewatched the whole thing. And then I, – I, and I'm going to say some stuff about that. But then the, the like Golden Globes – Globes, the Globes happened, mm-hmm. and True Detective got totally snubbed in the face of Fargo, right. which I had only heard some people mention in passing, but apparently is like a whole fucking series yeah, yeah directed yeah. by the brothers, and or, or like they're producing it. Yeah, I think they're okay. on most producers. And, um, and anyway, I watched all of that because McConaughey, not McConaughey, who's it? Um, um, Billy Bob Thornton got the, the like best actor nomination over, yeah, yeah, yeah. over McConaughey. Yeah, I he was... Tits. He was so fucking good. Holy balls. He was like, um, if you mixed um, uh, Rust Cole with, who was the bad guy from fucking No Country for Old Men? Um, Killer McAragon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I can't <laughs> believe I don't remember his name. I watched that movie like a hundred times. <laughs> anyway, it's like, it's like, he's like a villain. Imagine, imagine, okay, so Fargo is 
if you take the movie Fargo. Got it. And Wood chipper. Expand it out over 10 episodes rather than one movie, <laughs> and then dial it up to 11. Lots of wood chippers. That's it. Seriously. Like, 11 like, wood like, chippers. It's like they're, they're characters who are analogous from the film to the series, and you're like, is this the same story? But then stuff that happened in the movie like influences what happened in the show. But like very similar events with very similar characters, like the pregnant cop lady who's just like, ooh, you betcha, and, and like totally outsmarts like fucking everybody, even though she's like homie. Yeah. And then the like the like um, the husband who schemes against his wife to try and get money, and then everything goes fucking horrible for him, even though he, he's and he's like a fuck up, and everything goes bad for him, and like you don't know if you should feel sympathy for him because he's kind of an asshole. Like that character's in there, and then Billy Bob Thornton is in there, and his character just like elevates it so anton chigur that's what the guy's name was mm. halfway between anton chigur and fucking um rust cole Crazy. and he is so good he's just like this thread that like links all of these characters together and he's like so in charge and the final climax of like the homie friendly lady with this fucking like intellectual super villain assassin hitman like it's just it's so good i can't believe how good the show was and when i think about why it won over true detective because i think true detective was a smarter show and obviously i'm in love with the cthulhu mythos and whatever and like that's like a core part of true detective even though it's not even though it's not but it is the predecessor it is part of it right (laughs) and i think that all of that stuff just becomes a little too like intellectual and and like there's a dark worship factor yeah, no, but yeah, the, but the the King in Yellow books predate Lovecraft's work by like twenty years. Like it's it's proto Cthulhu. Yeah, but but Chambers would have disappeared if not for Lovecraft. Right. Like it would have just been this weird book that like existed in like um, total obscurity, yeah. and then like Lovecraft elevated the Chambers stuff. But yeah. Like, but still, still proto proto. It is, it is. It is. It is. Anyway, the the like. The True Detective gets, like, remote and intellectual in a lot of ways. So, like, you, it's, like, hard to connect to some of the characters. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Whereas, and this one, it's just, like, there's so many down-to-earth characters. You're just, like, in love with all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're not really, you're not really meant to be able to identify with, like, any of the characters from True Detective, really. They're all, like, yeah. ali- wait, alienating what? in their own way. <laughs> yeah, even even wait, in what? a way, you, like, <laughs> really? you, you, oh. you want to connect with Hart, and then you're like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking asshole. And then, yeah, exactly. And then you're like... Wait, Rust makes total. Oh no, he's also an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Rust yeah. is pretty fucked up too, guys. Yeah. I was actually, I just my uh, based on. Anyway, check out Fargo. Holy balls! Go yeah. go see that show. Be- based on um, s- the serial podcast <laughs> of the my cousin's boyfriend and I were like. Honestly, because she was like hiding she, a body in the woods. Yes, okay. in, no, no, in the wood chipper. But we were just talking about like the, the multi, like the time yeah. jumps, and like the, looking at a case from different times and all that stuff. When we were talking about the podcast, and then we convinced her she had originally dismissed True Detective because she's not a McConaughey or Woody Allen fan. The, the chick who made this podcast? No, 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 no. no, no Woody no. Allen was in no, my cousin. Okay. But my cousin was a fan of the serial podcast, yeah. and we were like, "Listen, because you like the serial podcast, you should probably go and watch True Detective." Who yeah. is she not a fan of again? Huh? McConaughey or Harrelson? Really? Yeah, because you said Alan the first time. <laughs> she's also not a. <laughs> I can that show way to all the also, Woody's I've known. I can also say that she's not a fan of Woody. Allen. <laughs> what, what, can you what, imagine that? What anyway. about Woody the puppet from uh, Toy Story? Hmm, I have to. I'll, I'll get back. No, get back to me. Anyway, either way, so she had just she was over on Saturday and she had just just watched her detective. So oh we were yeah, also yeah. Talking about and? detective, and she was saying that she found really really good, and like they like powered through it in like a week or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Watched it. But had that same thing where she was like, she's like, I would just tune out McConaughey like half the time. And then you'd like tune back in. You're like, oh, okay, he's still talking gibberish. And she's like, and you almost, she's like, it's, it's cool that his character does that. But what he's saying is so 
far removed from the plot that you're like, maybe if you really want to get into his dialogue, his dialogue is really good and he's really talking about what's going on and he's doing some careful like analysis. Yeah. But you don't really need it to follow the storyline. You're just sort of like, there he goes. He'll come back in a minute or two. And then he kind of <laughs> does. And it's like, and like I said, I think that he's written well enough that there are probably like clues of his thought process and where he's heading in that dialogue. Yeah. But it's still super alienating for anybody well, watching it. You're like on the rewatch. I like really indulged Rust's nonsense. Did monologues. you just dress up as him? I I should have, and I should <laughs> I should have gotten like wasted on Lone Star <laughs> and started started making little like little sculptures out of like torn up Lone Star cans. Yeah, lo- well, the five men mm-hmm. is what is what the whole thing was. But anyway, the um, uh, on the rewatch, I found his dialogue better. I was like more plugged into it because you were kind of like, is he talking about what's going on? Or yeah, is it yeah. Just, like gibberish. Well, okay, so here's here's the other cool part is in the last week a whole bunch of indie publishing units got promo packs presumably like for true detective Aww. yeah not not like us but <laughs> but got like promotional material for true detective season 2 that included carved statues that are that are supposed to be exactly like the horror in clay from the call of cthulhu yeah. and like all kinds of other stuff so it's it's, it's pretty sure that there's going to be more mythos yeah. in the next season which is very exciting to me. I, I thought it was like a, a like a driving part to the show that was handled like they took it seriously. They took themselves seriously while they were doing this yeah. wacky cult stuff. And if they had, if they had been like womp womp, it's Cthulhu, you know, it would have been like so stupid. But yeah. they treated what? it seriously. It was great. And they so I mean like we we we've already spoiled the show in other episodes, so we're going to talk mm-hmm. about some spoilers. Like the thing that I love about the 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 the, the climax, yeah, is that like there even is a like. Kind of a nod to, like, maybe something is supernatural when, like, fucking Rust just stares out into fucking, like, black oblivion in the place that the crazy... spiraling vortex. At the the place that the crazy man calls Carcosa. Yeah. And you're like, A, Rust sees things. B, he's bleeding out. He could just as easily just be hallucinating. Or this could be happening and could be supernatural. We're just not even going to address it. And you're just like... So it leaves it open. Like, we're the cultists cultists who are actually had some sort of a, you know you know th- i haven't seen fargo but i i would have a hard time believing it would be as beautiful to look at oh man there is some there's some cinematography in there that will knock your face off it's like the coen brothers are it's the coen brothers man like, they, like think remember they're the, up and down with me sometimes they just that's try a, that's a good really point really hard I feel they really that one like with the Tom Hanks one where he's a huckster. I like yeah, that one. Man. Uh, the something it's where he's like a dude with a band. Totally yeah. didn't work for me that one either. It, I don't. I consider it was yeah. one of their weaker films, and I still and even that one still. Miller's had some Crossing has some great freaking Inside Lewin Davis. Did you guys plug into that one? You like that? Inside Lewin Davis it was very polarizing for the fan I base. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not. I've seen a lot of Coen Brothers. I'm not their hugest fan. Had Sucker Proxy. Yeah, that's what it was. The Tom Hanks one. Mm-mm. No, no, that's no. the. I had Soccer Proxies with Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, one oh. the blues. Yeah, hmm. that one also didn't. I love Had Soccer Proxy. Well, anyway, this show I would. Lady I would, Killers. Lady was, Killers was, was the, the Tom Hanks one. one. There we you're go. Also, you're right, you're right. one. didn't even go on our phones. Speaking, so here's where we go. Just, just about the, about that. That fa- the fantastical Fargo. element b- between True Detective and Fargo. In a sense, Fargo I found had a little bit more fan- fantasy to it. Because the scenarios that the characters get into is just so ludicrous, it can't be real. Like, like Fargo. Exactly like <laughs> in the film. And, and the same way like in the movie, they're like, you know, the events, uh, you know, this is a true story. The names have been cham- changed out of respect for the dead, um, out of respect for the 
or sorry, the, the names have been changed to, to protect the privacy of the living. Out of respect for the dead, the story has not been changed, right? That's like the opening thing yeah. on Fargo. And it was totally made up as a joke, just yeah. to be like, whatever. Body in the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. So they put those same lines in front Boilers. of every episode of this show. And it's just like... <laughs> Like, like it starts crazy and then goes up to fucking 12 on the, on the crazy stuff that happens Man, it was to these characters. 11 before and it's 12 yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps going up. But, but it becomes almost like a, like, a, like a fantasy because it's so fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Speaking of things we spoke about in that podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not nominated for Best Animated Picture of the Year. I know. Let alone Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't have. I, I, I don't know what was nominated for best animated uh, film. Big Hero Six. Didn't see it. Jumped Saw off. it. Was it good? Yeah, I watched it this week. Was weekend. it better than the Lego Movie? Yeah. Well, I think it was m- more heartfelt than the Lego Movie. There was a lot more going on in terms of like character development. Like a good chunk of people are either dead or die in that film. Like so. Big also, Hero- Pixar. It was the. It it's was not one, Pixar. It, it not is not Pixar. Really? Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six is not Pixar. Marvel Disney Pixar. It's Marvel Disney Pixar. Whatever. Marvel Disney Studios. It's not Pixar. It's the same people that made like Frozen and Tangled. It's not anything to do with. Oh yeah, Pixar. Frozen was colossal this year. That yeah, was, exactly. No, that was the year before. Really? Yeah. Interestingly, though, so other other also nominated the okay. Box Trolls, which didn't, I did see, and uh, looks very nice. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stop go model animation. Oh, that's nice. Uh, kind of heavy handed morality. Okay, it's uh, a kids movie. What are you? What are you? Yeah. Well, are you gonna get like, into the nuances of? <laughs> well, it's a little bit Tim Burton-y looking. So okay, it's kind of dark, but it doesn't have that that quirky fantasy Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride kind of thing. It's just kind of like people are different, but we should take care of them anyways. Okay, of. How to Train Your Dragon Two, which I I love. I love that okay. movie. I, I like the first one too. Super risky for a sequel too. Like they was it? They change things and characters die and. You're like, huh, it's, everything is different after huh. this. Uh, Song of the Sea, which I, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. And The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is obviously a anime important. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I, people were like, I really, really, really enjoyed the Lego movie. And people were kind of mad that it was like snubbed by the Academy Awards. And I was like... I, I was vindicated. I was like, ha-ha. No, I was like, I, I in no way, I was like, yeah, it was a fun fucking fan service movie. Like, yeah. I wasn't like, this is beautiful. And, like, was crying or nothing. I was like. There were so many parts of that film that were inspired, though. Like, yeah, but I don't think. You, the voices I wouldn't necessarily put it the... into Academy Award territory, though. Why not? You know what it was? It was the stupid puns. I, was, I thought about it a lot. The puns. The goddamn puns of all the, like, things in the world that are super-powered artifacts. Like the crazy glue and the s- what the craggle, yeah, the craggle. Yeah, uh-huh. I What's just I didn't care for that. I thought I, that was like that. That's it. That's what ruined I, the movie for you. A lot Puns? of it did. Yeah, a lot of that was just like craggle. Craggle is crazy glue. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, but just, then how? Like, do you enjoy the Toy Story films? Because you do realize that Legos are toys yeah. and they come to life and like they live in this big city and like that's the whole. Like, do you remember the ending of the Lego movie? That like they live in the place that the guys built, and that's are why we going to harass separated. Scott some more about this? Yeah, I'm just, just saying, saying. I don't think I'm you. Feel, I don't I think thought, I thought about it. Why I didn't like it so much? And that was I understood that you that you uh, saw the film, but did you watch it? <laughs> 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 like it might have been happening, but like, did you like experience it? It doesn't. Uh, no. <laughs> and I saw Big Hero Six. <laughs> so Big Hero Six, I uh, 
like new tangentially was a Marvel comic. Like I was like, this is a Marvel comic. And then I was like, this isn't anything like the Marvel comic that I thought about. And they changed it quite a bit, but then they kept like a lot the same. It was sort of weird. So big hero six was, uh, who is it? Sunfire. Sunfire went over to Japan and found them. You gotta help this? me out here. Scott. I don't know anything about Sunfire. Any is one of your X Men. He then went to Japan and met the Big He's Hero from Six. Japan. Okay, then went back to Japan and met the Big Hero Six. Sure, sounds about right. So anyway, what is this? I don't know. So the film Big Hero Six is an anime animated film coming from Marvel or uh, coming from Disney, which but is actually based on like a weird obscure Marvel comic that they did. They started in the late nineties, and I think still even runs sometimes. Like they're still huh. a group. I, I have no idea. Keith, stop looking at me for. This is what you're here for. <laughs> you're the comic guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, this is a comic that started in 1998 called Big Hero 6, and I want to say Sunfire found them. To be anyway. fair, it's Marvel, which yeah, but, Scott doesn't do anymore. Yeah, but it's 1998 this comic debuted. Okay. It's it was Scott. a kid's comic. 1998, I wanted more pouches. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Put pouches on things. Yeah, but it wasn't like a <laughs> – anyway, so it was like kind of a comic that was designed – I don't necessarily By think – By Rob Liefeld? No. Then I probably wasn't reading it. You're the worst. Anyway, so Big Hero 6 was a comic that, to me, uh, was like designed more at like teenagers, like actual teenagers, like 13, 14, not like 15, 16, mm-hmm. kind of like... I was 20. Yeah, well, whatever. You love people with underpants on the outside. Like, you do love that. <laughs> it's a thing that you love. <laughs> Anyhow, so... Explains our fashion requirements for podcasts. Uh-huh. They basically, they took one of the characters from the movie, or from the comic called Hero... And then he had a giant robot called Baymax. And it was like a big giant lizard robot in the comic. And in this one, it's like a helpful uh, like medical diagnostic robot. Do guitars fly out of their heads? No. And then they also they take a bunch of the other characters out of uh, Big Hero 6, like uh, Wasabi, No Ginger, uh, Honey Something, and Go-Go. And then they all make them sort of robotic-based. And then they kind of, like, they change the origin. Oh, and Fredzilla. And they change the origin story to be that they're all these robotic students in the city of San Francisco, which is, like, the merger of San Francisco and Tokyo. Is one of the robots the clone of the main character's mom? Nope. Okay. No. There's only one robot. Okay. But they're all, like, robotic students. Like, for instance, like, uh... Wasabi no Ginger has, like, blade hands that he, like, developed in the robotics lab. Gogo has, like, these, like, fucking discs that fly around. And the storyline's, like, really cool. So, like, it starts off, the kid is, like, the character hero likes to make these robots that fight. And he, like, bets on them and, like, illegal bot fighting things. And Does he old... deliver pizza? No. Okay. His older brother. Oh, what? <laughs> Come on. Hero protagonist? Hero protagonist? Yeah, the main character. Yes. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yes. Anyway, so then his, and his older brother goes to, like, this robotics academy, and then he develops, like, these cool modular robots, and then, uh, okay, so, like, this is, a like, spoilers to Big Hero 6. Uh-huh. He's an orphan right off the bat, and then his brother dies, like, in a fiery explosion, like, the first 10, 15 minutes, and you're like, whoa, kids movie. Right. People totally dead, and, like, this, like, and then it basically heads Brought into, to you like, by the studio that killed Bambi's mom and the comic book company that killed Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. I wonder. God, I would have thought. I would love to get the numbers <laughs> on how many children cried, and then talk to the animators and the storyboard guys for Bambi, and be like, "Do you realize you made literally like 18 million children cry with that film?" They're like, "Yeah, and 18 million. It's probably like 
Way 50, more. right? Like, think about how many kids. Bambi's been out for, like, fucking 50 years. 60? 60? More? How many, how many children over the course of those 60 years have wept uncontrollably at that scene? Yeah. But, like, but this is, like... It's, like, worse than Hitler tears. He, like, basically... Bah, he, like, basically dies in, like, a horrible, like, movie action sequence. And then it becomes, like, a path of, like, vengeance for the main character. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his friends have to, like, steer him away from, like, the path of vengeance to, like, and stuff. So, like, there's, like, some pretty cool shit going on. In that big... sounds pretty dark for a... It... I guess it's, like, a young teen rather than children's movie. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. I think, like, well, the main character is uh, portrayed to be, like, 14. Okay. And I would say, like, that's, like, the right age for that movie. Like, for vengeance. I mean, when you're when your parents Struggling are dead, and then your older brother dies, and you're like, yeah, if you're like 25, you're just kind of like, wow, that sucks. You're gonna go to the bar, maybe. When you're uh, when you're a 14 year old robotics genius, you're like, I'm gonna build a robot to fucking get this guy. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna do this, and it's like, and he starts. If you're not a robotics genius, you're just gonna get up like a knife. Right. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just take care of business. Yeah. Just murder someone. So yeah, Big Hero Is Six that was. What uh... you would do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I've done a lot of murders. I have a question. Oh, man, I, I, thought, 15. I thought Scott <laughs> Scott. I thought your go-to attack was to just stop talking to people and avoid them at all costs. As, as, as a twenty-something, <laughs> my go-to move. <laughs> Otherwise, probation goes over, and I'm back in the slammer. <laughs> so Keith is drinking out of a mug yeah. that is rectangular in shape, as yep. opposed to the circular mugs we're all accustomed to. Yep. And, it's a little um, hard to drink I, out of. Yeah, it's, not even, it's not even my mug. It's Sarah's. I was going to say, it's an adorable BMO mug, but yep. it looks like you have to drink out of the corner because I guess otherwise you spill shit everywhere. Because it's so wide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as wide as your mouth. You would just be like, blah, and pour shit it's all It's also over. very large, and I, I think it might be a flower pot. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a flower pot. I'm drinking out of a flower pot. <laughs> <laughs> no lie. Okay, listener, I'm sorry for the visual humor. The other Back thing to our regular I saw. Content. So yeah, Big Hero Six. I would give like it's yeah. it's certainly a kids movie, and if you're like having aversion to children's movies, it's not like it's not so great that you sh- you should watch it outside of it being a kids movie. But I had I thought it was still pretty pretty fun, and I was uh, excited that it was made. Huh. And also that again, when you talk about like Marvel just like letting things happen with some of their intellectual properties and Disney making it work. It's like another win. It's not necessarily obviously in the Marvel canon, but it's like another win in like, hey, these are some fucking stories that people wrote and we can work with these stories and make them happen. Right. Uh, speaking of vengeance, Marvel's killed off Wolverine in their comics. Officially. Is it officially done? Yep. Yep. Because fuck you, Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they canceled the Fantastic Four. The first time since 1961. Uh-huh. In conclusion, we love you, Marvel. And what do you call it? <laughs> it's Fantastic Four news. Yeah. That they're, they're going into reshoots or something on the latest Fantastic Four. Oh, Four. my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. There was like, they they wrapped, there was like a few months of editing, and they were like, ugh, reshoots? Like, don't you want to just have the release from Marvel Disney to be like, oh, yeah, we, we definitely heard about the Fantastic We just don't think they're viable characters for today's market. And mean it. <laughs> Yeah, Just, we're not even publishing them anymore. <laughs> While fucking Fox is trying on. to. So there was seriously a third movie that's all the way made, and now they're reshooting shit. Correct. Oh my god, who's in it? I don't know. Idiots. I fucking haven't heard a word about this. Yeah, exactly. Apparently they wrapped, and yeah. now they're into reshoots. That it, one? it must be an atrocity I'm of unbelievable proportions. Sure, it is. The first two were, and you didn't have any of that delay shit. Yeah, no, and because and apparently it's like <laughs> and the first two were atrocities. The first, yeah, they and were. apparently it's a reboot. Right, yeah, like it's yeah. a whole it, new cast. And yeah, exactly. Captain it's, America's not going back for that. Of course not. 
Yeah, exactly. Chris Evans is not returning to be fucking. Yeah. And Doctor Doom is a hacker, which yeah. kind of ex- which, to be fair, kind of explains in 2015 why a guy would be known as Doctor Doom. That's like, not by, bad by yeah. choice. Yeah. It's some well, unless I you were like a happier if he was like a rapper. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he, he was a Lithuanian wizard, right? Yes, yes. And then he was a wizard who like grafted metal bits onto himself. That's okay if you call yourself Doctor Doom given those circumstances. Call yourself like not High Wizard, wizard Doom, but like King. Yeah, yes. a wizard king. <laughs> a wizard king. Latvaria? Yeah, it was a Latvaria. Yes. Whatever. Yes, exactly. Fucking. <laughs> a wizard king, second smartest man in the world. Speaking technologically. Right? of hackers, I had a thought today, and I looked it up, and even though it's in September, 2015 will mark the 20th anniversary of the film Hackers. <laughs> oh, man. I actually tried to rewatch it earlier this year, and it was pretty rough. I rewatch it, yeah. I'd say, every couple of years, it's, and I it's fucking hilarious. love it. Yeah. Although I saw this one thing that was... I just love watching their careers go insane, all of the actors in that movie. Mm, not that insane. Mm. Some, of them, some of them go crazy, like, just all over the place. One of them becomes freaking Shaggy Dude professionally. That's... He's Shaggy from the Scooby Gang. Yeah. yeah. That's what he does now. But he's like a character actor. He he always plays like the goofy sidekick. Yeah, yeah but the, no, all the cartoons, every straight-to-DVD re- release of Scooby-Doo it's Matthew Lillard. Mummy Man. Really? It's Matthew yeah. Lillard. That's the voice. <laughs> he Mark Hamill his career. Yeah. Which he, he said he's very happy about. <laughs> like, I saw an interview with him, because, yeah, he's like, the, yeah, the, it's the fucking Scooby-Doo great. Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Shaggy. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. Angelina Jolie married Brad Pitt. Yep. Johnny Lee Miller is now on television playing Sherlock. Sherlock. In America. I don't know what I don't know what Joey's doing. I don't Probably know what nothing. the Phantasm Freak is up to. I don't know what Lord Nikon is doing. I saw him in something. I feel like Lord Nikon has been another thing. Yeah. They're, they're like the rest of them became those guys. Like yeah. they just kind of pop up and stuff every now and then. You're just like Oh, oh that guy. And do you know why I looked up hackers? <laughs> why did you look up hackers? Because <laughs> Zoe Quinn <laughs> launched an anti-online assault support website uh-huh. called Crash Override. Oh, my God. And i that is all I read about the article because then I was like, oh, yeah, hackers. And then I just... <laughs> <laughs> then I went, hackers is relevant to my address. <laughs> exactly. I read one line of the article and then went on Wikipedia to read about hackers. So I don't really know exactly what she's doing. But I, I kind of understand where she's coming from. But, I mean... Or whatever. No, I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, there's... I, I wish it wasn't her that was doing it, because yeah. you're just sort of like, of her dubious track record with getting things funded. But I was like, I kind of get that. If I was like a teenager or whatever, I'm like, and I'm being like harassed online. Online, online bullying is zero cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, I can kind of yeah. understand why there's like... Hacker humor like, is an untapped market. <laughs> Like, where do you go online if you're getting made fun of online? Fucking turn off the internet because and go talk to your mom. That's yeah, it. Yeah, what if that you're a fucking nerd? Oh, I'm going to solve every one of your kids' problems by saying talk to your mom. Where do you go if you're getting made fun of online? I'm going to say karate class. It doesn't help you online. Or literally, just walk away. Walk away from the internet. You are under no threat. There's know, nothing. Nothing can harm you. Simplifying the world of bullying, like nothing can harm you in school. People can like no, push you. People then they maybe punch you in you. their face. Yes, you can get punched in the face in school, or that thrown, sucks. or thrown into an on shower in the middle of the day in your fucking school uniform. Mm-hmm. No, to be fair, you probably get punched in the face in karate school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can punch back. That's okay. Anyway, well, and also right a away. lot of situations of online bullying is just transference from the school. So it's the same people bullying you online as they are in school. And if you're bullied at school, and you're like. Yay, I can go on the internet, and then I get bullied here. 
I don't know. I think it's kind of a shitty situation. Go to a different website and don't look at it. That's how <laughs> you fucking avoid online bullying. It's like, what is wrong with people? I don't know. I think you're, I, I honestly think you're forgetting what being like 13 or 14 year old. Like when you were like, I'm like 13 or 14 and you were going online and people were like, whatever. Made when fun I was of 13 you. or 14, you there was no WWW. You were on BBS. That wasn't around though. yet. Yeah. And when I got pissed off or like got into a fight with somebody on the BBS, I stopped going to that BBS and then I was not affected by the bullying. <laughs> That's it. Situation resolved. Yeah, I think you're oversimplifying. Back to hackers. Uh-huh. I thought of another thing. Roger- 56K modems. Ro- Can you handle it? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I bet you it looks cool in the dark. <laughs> that screen and that modem, I guess. Roger Ebert had like a great little like analogy in his review of hackers, which was that the hacking needs to be looked at the way you look at Indiana Jones's archaeology. And I was mm-hmm. like... Fair. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, even I was like, pretty and like, pretty like, good point. Even in like 1995, when nobody knew what hacking looked like, that Roger Ebert was just sort of like, this is clearly not what hackers do. Just like Indiana Jones is clearly not an archaeologist, but for the purpose of adventure in this world, that is hacking. And I was like, and then I found out that William Gibson is doing a talk at Concordia. On February 5th, but online registration is full. Damn and I was it. very sad. Hmm. I'm, I'm up and down on Gibson. I'd still like to see him give a talk. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, he's, I, I don't even think he's the best writer. He had some really cool ideas, but his writing is kind of a mess. Yeah. Probably because he did a bunch of drugs. More while about the ideas than he is about the But writing, exactly. Huh? But I'd still like to see him talk about some of those ideas. Like, he totally. invented the term cyberspace. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. And, and Neuromancer is... Solid gold. Yeah. Burning Chrome. Burning Chrome was really good. Yeah, Johnny. What about Johnny Mnemonic? Johnny. I didn't, I didn't. Johnny was in Burning Chrome. Never read Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, Virtual Light, I really liked him, but mm-hmm. a lot of his new stuff Lawnmower is just Man? like... No, it's Stephen, Stephen King. King. Hmm. A lot of his newer stuff is just like, uh... I don't... You're not, oh! I'm not sure you're seeing the future anymore. <laughs> are, are, are you good on that? Because this Stephen King just got me... Anyway, I'm just saying I was really sad. If I guess if you are going, report back February 5th. Concordia yeah, we, we want, I want to hear about what, what happened there. So. What William Gibson says. Yeah. I'd okay, be super cool. pumped about that. So Stephen King, they are doing an It movie. Okay. Yep. Stephen King's It. Who's directing it? Oh, I read this. Uh, tell me who's directing it. The same director from fucking um, True Detective. And oh, he's nice. he, his comments on the miniseries, which we all saw, the like old It thing Pennywise that right and, uh, Pennywise whatever he was like well look it was done for TV they have rules that they have to follow when they do stuff on TV oh, I'm not going to follow those rules oh, making a movie it's going to be really dark guys <laughs> <laughs> like like and I got so, I'm so pleased that boy's going in the right direction it is to me like the modern horror version of Cthulhu type stuff more than any other modern horror story like what is it it's not a clown or a turtle it's it it's what like it's it? like literally some en- like entity from beyond space and time with no form of its own that yeah. feeds on our thoughts and feelings like fear and terror. Exactly. Like it's oh, going to be man. fucking great. I'm so pumped for this. A lot of Oh man, I hope they I hope they cast some of the original It kids <laughs> as the grown-up versions now. I was going to say, a lot of, it I'll, yeah. I'll be super it's excited. super meta. A lot of Stephen King stuff can kind of get into that. They're like, remaking The Stand as a miniseries. Really? Yeah. Because the thing, because like the Same shining is a deal. little They're bit just too. Like, oh, we only sure. had we only had six hours to make the original stand. And man, have you read the extended book? They let a lot of stuff out. So Longer gonna... than the Bible. 
So long. Either way, though. And well, still ends short. Yeah. When you finish that book, you're just like, what? What's, what? No, I need like, I need like another hundred pages. There's something else, Stephen King, you related that's happening. Really? I feel like Under the Dome got extended. What is yeah. Under the Dome? <laughs> that terrible show. Maybe it might have been Under the Dome. There's, there's a, a city that gets trapped in a dome. Okay. That's the premise. That's that's it. Kind of works for a book, for a TV series. You're like, huh? So that dome's still there, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> imagine hey, hey, imagine The Walking Dead if they weren't allowed to leave the jail ever. Ever. That? If there was, like, too many zombies? That would be fucking great. Imagine but eventually, the show, <laughs> eventually, would, eventually the show would need to either they sustain themselves forever and it's fine, or they die. That's one of those things that needs to happen. Like, the tension would eventually peter out. Right? Well, you'd make it less about the zombie tension and more about the character tension. And you make it into, like, Big Brother, this, like, claustrophobic, like, film on them all the time. They're going and driving each other insane. So exactly like Big Brother, though. Yeah. That's what the dome under the dome is. <laughs> They're not allowed to leave. No one allows allowed to come in. They're in a dome. But there's a whole city. <laughs> yes. You can always get away from your, your pressure. Anyway, it's whatever. It's not a whole city. It's like a town. It's like a town. It's like a little American Midwest town. Uh-huh. Walking Dead, I started watching a few more episodes of season four. So I'm still like a whole season back. But yeah. I think I'm on season four, too. What? Season four is when the, the plague starts happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They all get the flu. And so it's after the prison. Well, no, they're, they're, in, the, still in, the they're prison. in the prison. It's after the city with the governor. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's after Woodbury. Yeah. Okay. Woodbury has fallen. Which is kind of cool. I like the little plague storyline because it didn't happen in the comics. I like it when there's like a whole new stuff. Yeah. It just it took it took too long, as is as is Walking Dead's style. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's take too long to tell this story. Yeah, but they couldn't really do what the comics did either. Like just hit the road and then end up in another protected town. It'd be like, oh, really? I don't think the audience would buy that. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, but they didn't they didn't go at least I don't know. I don't know. I haven't finished season 4. But at least in the comics um like post Woodbury, there's a pretty good chunk where it's just Carl and Rick alone. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think they could get more than an episode or two out of, but it would still be kind of cool because then they moved Rick going crazy and talking on the phone to his wife into the prison. Yeah. So he just went, which I didn't like as much because I was like, "No, the phone was way cooler." Huh? The phone was way cooler in the comic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. because it makes really. So- I thought the phone was fucking great in the show. Yeah, but now imagine. No, 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 no. But I imagine mean- in in the comics, they're cut off from the rest of the group. Yeah, it's just Rick and Carl. Yeah, and Rick is using the phone, like hiding it from Carl, and you're like, "This is the only thing keeping this guy sane and protecting <laughs> his son." Like, and he's making it up. Like, and he and he's just making it up. Like, Amazing. Like, so it's like it's way to me. It's way more powerful, and you're almost like. Even a rational person who, like, understands that this is crazy is like, well, this is the thing that's fucking getting me going, so I just need to <laughs> buy into it. Buy into this craziness. Like, even if you ha- – like, to me, it makes so much more sense. You're not surrounded by people, and you don't have, like, any sort of support. You want to be – you can't really talk to your son about how fucked you are right now. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, that's not fair to him. How do they get separated? Um, the governor shoots everything apart in the prison. Yeah, exactly. Wow. The governor just – like, I don't know how far his, you are in season four. Him and his four. troops come running in, and they start shooting everything. And yeah, exactly. They they hit the prison just nonstop. That's where wow. that's where the mom dies. That like they like that scene in the comics when the governor shows up. They yeah. like they cut the cast in half. Like not like just like separating them. Like half Killed. of the half of the recurring cast of the comic gets like 
fucking murderized in like one Lori, issue. Lori's death in the comic is really rough. And the baby. Explain. The baby also Explain. gets it. What happens? It's like she's running with the baby to Rick and like the governor just fucking caps her in the head and then like shoots again and like kills the baby and you're like, Whoa, Whoa. Like, like right and it's like splat. Like yeah, right like, in front of fucking Rick. And, and, and like, this is like a recurring really character from the start of the comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. And the baby, and you're like, oh, how's the baby going? Like, boom, also dead. Yeah. You know, and it's like Dale, who everybody thought couldn't die, had both legs dead. Like, just huh. nonstop. I won't get yeah. to, like, I would say that it well, takes. These comics are years old now, so if you haven't, yeah, yeah, yeah. haven't read them yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the Woodbury second attack is like four years ago, five years ago yeah, in the it's, comics. It's tough. It was tough to read. I had to stop reading for a, a long while after that. Wow. Oh, man. Did you pick it up again? Uh, read the next couple after that, but I'm not caught up. It takes all. it takes a while to get back, but uh, then... like I made it to the next town with the weird. Okay, yeah, that that's kind of cool. That that's where I also got like really kind of like shitty. What's sort of cool about the, the comics is that at the point that they're at now, it's been a few years, so it's like a lot of the settlements that they're finding are like established settlements. They're not just camps, mm-hmm. you know. And then they run into Negan. And Negan is just, like, the fucking best, best villain, one of the best villains in comics. Explain. Even So, without giving anything too much away, because this is stuff that's, like, happening right now, well, as of, like, maybe ten issues ago, so, like, still pretty current. It's, like, where the trades are. Okay. So, Negan is just this guy who's, like, okay, so there's all these little settlements, and they all have their own thing going. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have the most guns. I'm just going to, like, fucking collect from them. And just run the show, and if they don't, I'll kill them. Cause whatever, they're like this settlement with like two guns. Uh huh. And then I'll just like collect taxes and stuff, and like be the best. <laughs> and everyone's like, "What? No, we're not, we're trying to survive." Yeah, I get that, but if you really want to survive, you'll give me half of like what you farm today, and like stuff like that. And like he's just like stockpiling and like making himself bigger and bigger, and he's just like he's like this evil character who's like just fully admits that he's evil. And he's, like, rational about it, in a sense? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, fully rational in it, about it. Being like, I'll just murder this town. I have the artillery to do it. All of my guys are trained. We do nothing but train combat. We yeah. do no farming. We do no, like, trying to protect ourselves. We like, do not so. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, they're the fucking, like, the ironborn yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Westeros. They're like, this is what we do. Like, we're a squad of trained killers. You're a community trying to live. Here's how this is. Here's how it's gonna work, and just like goes around and like has a network of all these little communities, and it's like that's basically like the Negan setup, and he's and he's a psycho. Like obviously, I mean, well, not necessarily. I mean, no, but he's also a psycho. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Like there's also like (laughs) like a number of like like if he just like can like take any woman in his compound, and like then if you're say you had like a wife, he'll just like burn your face so his wife won't think you're attractive anymore and stuff. But like wow. in front of you and there'll be like a ritual to it. Like yeah. it's not like a weird act of vengeance. It's about like here's what's gonna happen. I like your wife, uh she likes you, I'm gonna burn you face up. She probably won't like you as much, and then I'm gonna take her as like a concubine. All right. <laughs> this is happening. And you're just like, Whoa like he's the best. Wow. Super good villain, and I'm yeah. like just basically like super excited for whenever the show gets to Negan. I'm like whoever is they there. cast as him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a lot to carry. Like a a villain who's like fully confident in himself without coming off as like kooky. Yeah, like a very it's a difficult it's a let, trick. Let me. I I know this is like circling, but holy balls! 
fucking um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character in Fargo is like that. Yeah. He's like an assassin, completely bonkers, 100% confident in himself, pulls off all kinds of shit that makes no sense, and is just like evil for evil's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he runs into this place where there's like a, like a, what do you call it, like a little motel, yeah. and there's a really dumb kid working at the counter, and he's hunting after somebody. So he convinces the kid to help him, and then he realizes the kid is fighting with the lady at the counter, mm-hmm. right? The lady at the counter is a dick to him, so, and then the lady at the counter is a dick to the kid who's working there, so he convinces the kid to pee in the, in the lady's gas tank to mess with her car. And he's just like, out of like offhanded comments, and, and he just like manipulates the kid so well. And then he's there, he's watching the kid pee in her car, so he picks up the phone and calls her to get them to fight with each other and and then so when the cops show up everybody remembers him as being this like horrible guy who did evil things to people for literally no other reason than it yeah. abused him yeah. yeah well it's like it's like there's like a, there's a scene in uh in the walking dead comic where he's captured negan captures a group of characters and then he's like here's what's gonna happen like i'm gonna let you guys go i'm gonna let all of you go yeah but i'm gonna kill one of you so that when you get back, you tell them that I'm super serious with my demands. Yeah. And then they're like, what the fuck? And he's just sort of like, he's like, I don't even care who it is. Like, I do not care which one of you I kill. Everybody else gets to go free. Like, what's the point? I don't want to keep you as prisoners and feed you and take care of you and whatever. Yeah. If I kill one of you, you're going to go back and you're going to say he's super serious. He does not fuck around. <laughs> and he's just sort of like, you. And he's like, boom. And just like takes out one of like the main cast. And it's like, the rest of you may go now. And just like let's don't forget <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. just, and you're just sort of like whoa like I guess he's really serious <laughs> exactly yeah. but like it makes like it makes total sense you're like this is fucking like survival post apocalyptic like I don't want to feed you and take care of you yep having prisoners is a fucking waste of my resources I do want everybody to know that I'm serious so I'll just randomly kill someone and then everybody else can leave this is all making me really want to read Walking Dead you'll have to get through the weird town after Woodbury and that's kind of boring is it yep. When you guys has the trades? No. A bunch of them? Yeah. I don't know. Catch you up a bit. Yeah, okay. Get them online. Yeah, I know. There's like sales on online comics. Andrew Tip follows them. What's mm-hmm. that comic thing? Comicsology? Maybe. I think that's the one. There's often like sales on entire runs. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew bought fucking like 400 issues of Amazing Spider-Man for like 50 bucks or whatever online. Hey. Although it's kind of better to read on a tablet, you don't have a tablet. No. Yeah. Yep. Golden Globes. Uh huh. Did uh, Transparent win any? Did you know? Did you look? I don't know what Transparent is. Transparent is a show that Amazon released. Uh-huh. This is the show. Starring oh yeah, they're, they're making like they're doing like the Netflix thing. Yeah, they're yeah. doing like a Netflix thing, and the show is about uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh yeah, yeah, you talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not on the show yet, though. I haven't yeah, talked about this on NES. No, so. no, I'm I didn't. sorry. Did you? You did. On the show? I feel like... Absolutely not. It's been... I watched it all in the last two weeks. I've thought about it. Why don't you tell us about Transparent? Yeah. I've talked about it to you. And to me. When I came over to your house. Oh. When we played games. It's just yeah. I, you're so you're not used to only seeing me on the podcast. Yeah. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta focus, Keith. We gotta bear down <laughs> the quality of the entertainment. <laughs> no more spratinizing. Seriously. Uh, so yeah, Transparent is a uh, 10-episode run from Amazon show releases where Jeffrey Tambor plays a guy in his late 60s who uh, comes out to his kids as uh, transgender. So, and like his family just sort of dealing with that. It's like a dark comedy. How do they deal? Um, 
like all very different and like very poorly <laughs> or and some of them are better than others some of them try and then get like weirded out by other things like one of the like in the first episode or two uh jeffrey tambor is talking to um a trans actor named alexandria something mm-hmm. noteworthy because ronan knows her ronan <laughs> went to like theater school with her he knows people yeah ronan knows people Look at that. <laughs> Anyway, and she's, like, just the hardest part is the fact that within the next year or two, you're probably going to stop talking to your family. She's, like, no matter how much they think that you're supporting them and whatever else like that. And they they don't really get into it, Hmm. but you kind of get to see some of that stuff happen. Like, for instance, one of the things that I think is, like, is really cool is even, like, the most understanding of the family members are, like, okay, so you lied to me my whole life. Because that still happened. What? You you pretended to be this person who you weren't in front of me my entire life. Yeah, but with the best of intentions. It, I understand that. But imagine if you're like, like you're going to like review every moment in your childhood. And every time your dad was shitty, are you like, were you being shitty? Or were you just like being selfish? Being transgendered. No, because like that's one of the, like one of the, one of the events that occurs is that, um, he lets his daughter cancel her bat mitzvah mm-hmm. so that he can go to... At this time, he's not sure if he's a transgender or a transvestite. So he goes to like a transvestite thing, mm-hmm. which is like transvestites are like men who dress up as women, yeah. but they don't necessarily gender identify as women. And like there's that whole mix. Like There's like some weird like macho transvestite stuff that makes Jeffrey Tambor's character like be like, what's going on? Right, like right. It's kind of weird. But anyway, so he lets his daughter... Uh, cancel her bat mitzvah so that he can go to this camp thing. or But, like, also goes to the camp thing on that weekend that her bat mitzvah was scheduled. Okay. And then the daughter's like, he's like, yeah, but you wanted to cancel it. And he's like, yeah, but you wanted to go to the training camp, you know? And you're like, you're having this argument about shit that happened 20 years ago. Right. And you're like, fuck, I don't know, like... And then, the, I don't know, it's, just, it's really interesting because, like, he's a bad parent. Okay, like, okay. So... But a lot of his bad parenting seems to come from him, like, skulking around and hiding the fact that struggling he's trans. Struggling with his and identity. Struggling with his identity yeah. and, like, his gender identity and his sexuality and everything else. Because, I mean, like, keep in mind, he's doing this in the, like, late 80s, early 90s. Right, right, right. Which is, like, like we were, that's one thing that we were talking about, uh, like, Sarah and I. I was like, man, for all of the difficulties that anyone who's, like, part of the, like, LGBT community goes through still, I'm like, can you imagine fucking 20 years ago, like no internet, no, like, how do you even reach out to the community? You're like, think about all the people who are brony sexual. They never would have found another brony 20 years ago. And I was like, you like, when you watch, like, there's a lot of like flashbacks and stuff to the early nineties stuff. And like, you're just like, it's a lot of it's like hard to fucking watch where it's like two, uh, two guys who just like go off to a hotel in another town just because they want to like go around dressed as women. Yeah. And like need to like like they met each other by accident and then they're doing this by themselves and then you're just like they feel like they 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 just are portrayed and almost certainly were if you were in that situation so like isolated and cut off from anybody else who's like going through what you're feeling like it's Absolutely. Fucking... And then those guys have it even easier than the people 20 years before that who just would have been treated like hell by literally <laughs> yeah, exactly. everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, fucking really, really good show. Mm-hmm. Really pretty funny. Like, if you kind of think... Um, I don't know. I just feel like Jeffrey Tambor might not be the greatest. Yeah, how does he pull sensitive. it off? He's usually, like, a little silly with his characters. 
No, it's very, very serious. Yeah. Like he pulls it off like incredibly well. Like the his mannerisms and like I mean, he obviously like, there there's some silly moments. Yeah. But I mean, but like all the characters kind of like have their have their silly moments. Like at one point when he uh, like when he sort of like I think comes out dressed as a woman the first time, and they're just sort of like they're like the, the and his uh, his friend is like, "What's your name?" And he's like. Daphne Sparkles, and they're like, no, <laughs> that no, that can't be your name, you know. But it's just sort of like the delivery of the like line that his name is Daphne Sparkles. Yeah, it's like a little silly, and it's like it is a comedy, but it's for the serious moments. Like, like there's one scene. I don't think I've ever seen him in a serious role. Well, in the serious yeah. moments, he's very like. There's like a moment where he goes out with his daughters. I and I have such a hard time talking about this character because. I don't know if like, the characters are her, but Jeffrey Tambor isn't trans. Uh-huh. I have this like issue when I'm discussing. Maybe he is. Well, then it would twist. be a she. Anyway, so when she goes out with her daughters in the show and they go to the washroom mm-hmm. and someone in the washroom takes issue with the fact that she's there as a trans in the, in the women's washroom and uh, do something that fucks her over monetarily, she comes back to... The um, she lives in like an LGBT community kind of thing, like a you building. Mean Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're just having like a raging party next door, and she just gets like so pissed off, and is like, she's like, "You fucking faggots, shut it <laughs> off!" And just like screaming, and you're just sort of like, it's like really intense. You just seem like like she sits down and just looks like has had the worst day imaginable, and is an amazing performance from Jeffrey Tambor because mm-hmm. you're just like. This person is so bummed right now. <laughs> and, like I'm bummed. Like when it cuts to like the drama, it does it like it's very heavy. So how, like, how do you get this? Do you have to go on Amazon? I think so. To get it, I, don't I saw it another way. <laughs> <laughs> totally legal way. <laughs> exactly. There's a bunch of stuff that's coming out streaming like that, right? The next community season on Yahoo out TV. On Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, PlayStation Television. Is really? It's starting with the Powers TV show based on the Powers comic book. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, There's a whole ton of Netflix original shows also. Like, yeah, I started yeah. watching the Mongolia thing. Um, uh, Genghis Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Was it any good? It's cool, but yeah. it's like Game of Thrones with no fighting or dragons. Huh. It It's very much like, like at first you're like, I wonder if they're going to make this historical. And then, like, Marco Polo starts getting taught kung fu by this blind kung fu master. And you're like, oh, that's the kind of show I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> right. but, Sarah, Sarah but, watched the first episode and was like, it's so dumb. Well, it's it, not dumb, it gets it's just really slow. And yeah. the, the best thing about it is Kublai Khan. Man, that character is cool. He's fantastic. The actor is fantastic. So the character good. is very well played. Um, I, I actually think it's like it gets better than the first episode. Like okay. it was kind of stupid. And then, like as you the get intrigue. into it, you Once realize the intrigue starts. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue between the like the Chinese courts, the Mongolian courts, the like Christians coming in, the and and all of this historically factual. Like Kublai Khan was the grandson of Genghis, and he did live in the shadow of his father, and he was a violent mass murdering fucking psychopath who also welcomed all different cultures and religions into his court and he like in the show there's a point where he's like praying to christ and he's like and and one of the one of the one of the characters is like what are you doing and he's like well you know, it works sometimes <laughs> you know like good fun. Yeah, no no yeah. it's like the part where you can watch a television show where there's like a 300 pound mongolian actor yeah dominating the scene and the dialogue and you're like, oh, that's yeah, that nice. guy is fan fucking tastic. I love his like, he, the, his he like, is what like freaking uh, 
Robert Baratheon should have been. Yeah. Like that that big fat Dionysian the thing with the, the presence though. The presence, the leadership that you can obviously oh yeah, it's that's it's why the he authority. The actor for Robert Baratheon never had the authority yeah, that, was, that this guy so, has. He was a little too goofy. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they kinda like wasted th- like the first three episodes could have been six episodes and you'd be like, Oh, okay. What? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like if they would have stretched out that start. All of the all of the se- all of the seasons could have been twenty episode seasons, and it still would not have felt like. Well, I'm just gonna say that they wasted the yeah. Robert character. I mean, like it was kind of like they wouldn't they didn't want to put the time into like nailing him since he's only around for like two and a half episodes. Yeah, him and his brother Renly. Also, I didn't like the. the yeah, they zipped through Renly. Yeah. yeah, Renly was supposed to be like the spitting image of a perfect king, even wow. though he was kind of soft and, and yeah and gay. Not, but not just gay, just like uncommitted. But he was supposed to have that appearance of like he was beautiful and knightly and courtly. Yeah, exactly. And like perfect. If, people followed him based on his looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you got to know him, you're like, wait, maybe you're not a great king, right? And <laughs> then you just get ganked by a fucking spirit. The worst part yeah. of the books. Absolutely. Shadow murder, baby. Yeah. It's so. It wasn't even terrifying on TV. Like I remember reading that in the book, going, huh. And then thinking, oh, maybe in TV they'll make it like extra creepy and gross, and like yeah. you're like, oh, huh. didn't um, R. Martin even apologize for that? He was like, yeah, I kind of like I wanted to do something spooky, and then I went a little overboard, and I really regret having that happen. I think I read I read something on the lines that yeah. it wasn't like that it wasn't right, but then the show came along. He had a chance to fix it, and well, then speaking it of, was still bleh. speaking of R. R. Martin, someone found his original uh, transcript for the first book. Really? With all the editor's notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And read, it's like, it's like 3,000 pages, right? Like, of typed out pages. Yeah. And um, spoilers, if you, if you really don't want to know. It's like a little thing, like a theory on the internet about one of the characters. Mm-hmm. was just flat out disproved from an editor's note. And then George R. R. Martin's reply in, in this manuscript, which was about cold hands. Like is cold hands like I, I the editor writes and then is margins. cold hands is cold hands Benjamin I yeah. think he's Benjamin Stark is is that right and Martin just writes no <laughs> <laughs> who knows like, oh. it still might be you could change that shit up even years later like you don't yeah exactly that was almost thirty years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 30, oh. 20. early twenty five if he was in his early writing phases for the first book like it oh, takes yeah, him seven yeah. years to write the goddamn thing. yeah exactly that's what I'm saying it's got to be he's got to been writing that in the late eighties early nineties did you guys ever read the wild card stuff he did no you no. talked about it though mm. <laughs> yeah. he wrote like a bunch of like proto superhero stuff huh um like for, for a comic or some of them were adapted but it was for a, a short story novelization so he created this world and then. His writing group would each like add little stories or chapters huh. to it. Yeah, there's like him and a bunch of other authors who. Yeah, but there's like 21 of those books. Like, there's a ton of them. Yeah, because well, there's like a million authors. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I remember reading like the first seven or eight of them and liking them all. Hmm. Fun. But they're super hard to find now. We're Fix it, internet. Print. Yeah, seriously, George R. R. Martin. You put his name on a book, you think you would just fly? Well, either that, or if it's like not Game of Thrones related, his agents like, nope. Keep that shit buried. We don't want to hear your weird superhero bullshit. Like, yeah, I'm sure the publishing companies are like, okay, well, we'll do that to protect his image. No, no, no. I'm sell not. books. Yeah. I didn't say publisher. I said agent. And <laughs> agents, if they want to keep that shit, like, 
Oh, yeah, okay, publisher. If uh, you, we're all for you releasing them, re-releasing them, but George is going to want to re-edit them all, and he's going to stop writing the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> you, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah that I can believe. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why they wouldn't publish them, but it would probably be if they're, if they're not published and it's George R. R. Martin related. It's probably like someone from the George R. R. Martin camp that's like preventing it from happening. Because if the publisher had the rights, they'd just be like, "Woo, publish cash cow!" Like even you could just like fucking make any number of sales. Football season is almost over, so he's gonna get back to work now. So yeah, he was getting all he was cranky on his live journal. Everyone was talking about it. Yep. He was, and everybody was like, "Wow, what was it? Who is his team?" He's a Giants fan. He's a Giants fan. Was it like a fucked up call? For the Giants, I know there's been a lot of fucked up calls. Been, this whole season's been fucked up calls. In yeah, exactly. Anyway, example. Really um, the latest one in the was the super Patriots clean, game. super clean catch. No, that was no, that was no, the that was the Cowboys. One is, is now they're accusing the Patriots of using an underinflated football in yes. the game this Are weekend. Are you serious? Yes, because it was cold and raining, so it makes it easier to grip the ball if it's slightly deflated. Like it's just there's been nonstop stuff. Yeah. Like but then that. there was also the super clean catch from the Cowboys that was just not a catch. Like they were like they were they were watching it on the at midnight show, which is like a bunch of comedians and nerds or whatever. They were like watching it. Like Chris Hardwick is like, I know nothing about football. That man caught the ball cleanly and then landed cleanly. And I don't. They, I don't understand. Stop. I don't understand. And they were just sort of like, nope, it was incomplete. incomplete. Huh? <laughs> just like. <laughs> Like, fuck it. Anyway, something happened to the Giants, and George R. R. Martin had like a little live journal rant on it because he's still live journals because he's George R. R. Martin. <laughs> and everyone was just sort of like, and the internet just kind of like had a few jabs. It's just being like, man, it really sucks when your favorite character dies for no reason. <laughs> like, the playoff hopes and dreams of the Giants are just crushed based on someone's arbitrary call. <laughs> I was like, ah, George R. R. Martin. <laughs> It was funny. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Happy Thursday, everybody. Yay! Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 9ES or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.